0: Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly.
1: Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom Founder and Director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to look at Creator's Explanations for the Importance of Learning History, Carl. Uh, I I must buff myself. How about
2: you? Well, inevitably, I have to look into history because I'm always wanting to learn new things. And that's where many things have their origins and the purpose behind them is formulated and sets something into motion. And if you don't look at that point of origin and understand it, you may well not understand what is actually taking place in the current moment because it's got a history and we're all creating a history of our own. And it really matters. It's probably the most important thing about each one of us, our history. And then we have this collective history that bores the kids in school. But I think that's as much a problem in the way it's taught, but that's my personal opinion. I mean, essentially, we. You know, again, wisdom, we're all about healing, right? And what, what are you healing? You're healing past trauma. Well, that's, that's history, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why this matters. It's the same with your life and anything you care about. Who are your loved ones? The one you have history with, you know, yeah. you've had time to bond. You have a reason to have bonded in the first place, created by that personal history of your coming together and so on. So, This is an important topic. U.S. creator, Spanish
1: philosopher George Santayana is credited with the aphorism, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. One of the hallmarks of human consciousness disconnection is the lost faculty of simply remembering the past, past lives, and having unfiltered access to the Akashic records. As a result, the study of history has become more of a guessing game than an authentic survey of the past. Yet, even with all its misinformation and dead ends, it still impresses the wise as one of the most important undertakings an ambitious champion of the light can pursue. What is Creator's perspective?
2: All right, and this is what I channeled from Creator. Understanding the past and appreciating what it all means is indeed of the greatest importance because the past is prologue. It is the springboard for everything new that takes place It is the foundation from which you redirect your life in some new way, if only going about your routine, but allowing things to intervene and bring new opportunities, or perhaps a reward along the way for the effort expended in carrying out that routine, whatever it might be. Your knowledge base and your discernment you develop through encountering all that happens and reacting to it and learning what works and will not work to make things better in some regard provides the teaching mechanism for you to proceed on a soul journey for the purpose of acquiring new knowledge and new skills as well. That knowledge is a mixture of personal experience and the learning obtained by many, many others and shared not only through personal interaction, but more commonly through written accounts and historical records of what has gone on before and what it was believed to mean by society as a whole. This is the job of the historian to reckon with world events and assign a broader interpretation and overall meaning and hopefully attending to the details with reasonable accuracy to provide an honest account of what took place with as little personal reinterpretation as possible. Because humans are imperfect, anything done by humans will be imperfect. And this includes recording history as well this is why there may be differing accounts and sometimes wildly differing accounts of historical events and their meaning. This is very instructive because it proves what we are telling you that humans are not reliable observers or representatives of the truth of things because they may be highly biased by personal interests and in their individual makeup and will inevitably reinterpret things and become a kind of filter, distorting reality in the process. This is unavoidable. So the historians, being human, will never give a perfect accounting. But it is all one as when you are unable to speak to the divine directly to learn the divine truth behind things. So this is a very pragmatic answer. You know,
1: creator is acknowledging that. Our ability to discern and record history is is far from perfect, (laughs) Um, quite imperfect, in fact. Yet at the same time, it's all we have, and we need to make use of it. I I think that's a very important message.
2: Well, and there's uh, an important meaning and application of this wisdom. We need divine help to really even understand where we've come from and why. And if nothing else, Get Wisdom proves that point with all we're unearthing about the strange world we inhabit and the many things wrong with it and the bizarre nature of that whole story. So we'll be touching on those points, I think, in these uh, questions and answers. Indeed. Winston Churchill is credited with the statement,
1: history is written by victors. As far as the E.T. Alliance goes, they are usually the victors in any direct contest, and the control of history would seem to be a top priority. Yet on Earth anyway, alternative histories have a seemingly persistent way of surfacing and casting doubt on the ordained and orthodox narrative of the past. How much of this bubbling up of the true past is the result of divine intervention and inspiration?
2: All right, and these are creator's words. We would say almost without exception that pursuit of the truth is divinely inspired. Otherwise, people will simply not be motivated and will not go to the trouble because the rewards are often meager for those seeking deeper truth. And in fact, their efforts will often be met only not only with resistance, but with criticism and perhaps even ostracism in the end for bringing up inconvenient truths about the workings of the powerful. The greater truth and higher wisdom in Churchill's quote is reflecting the reality that your world is heavily stage-managed to turn out the way it does. Even though you see it as often a kind of chaotic randomness that somehow works out at times, and other times leads to disasters like warfare, we can tell you that in most cases the extraterrestrial alliance gets their way to bring about misfortune, inequality, tragedy, and suffering of all kinds. What is hidden in the litany of woes is the many influences the divine will arrange to mitigate the damage, reduce the intensity of suffering at least, if not prevent it from happening, And to keep a lid on things, so to speak, from being even much worse than actually takes place. So you are interested in how historical accounts come to be and whether there is a divine intervention when these are not obscured, but rather survive. And with an honest accounting that may be a revelation that helps future generations make sense of things and perhaps avoid errors being repeated, and that this might be an example of divine intervention when it happens. We will tell you this is very much the case. This is the reason there are interested scholars in the first place to probe into such things. When they hit on the truth of things and end up supporting perspectives that will lead to better understanding, and greater insight about human behavior and human conflict and thereby better inform a new generation of human beings striving to do better, this will all be owing to divine inspiration. This is not to take away from the human achievements involved. You are the boots on the ground, so to speak. You may have a divine impulse to do good, but if you choose to not act on that, we are helpless to intercede, as we cannot do so unilaterally. We can only use your energy as a springboard to assist in some way with our energies. So the interesting interplay here is that the written accounts of history will vary in their authenticity. But this will, in turn, be mirroring the reality that world events are bad or good by turns in proportion to to the extent divine intervention is allowable from moment to moment based on the rules of engagement. We are looking to humans to set the agenda, be in the lead and decide what is needed and reach out to request something of us in order for us to intervene. We will make every attempt to do so, but when belief is inadequate, either in the divine or in the self, We may have to stand aside, and when there are mixed motives with people wanting to be self-serving as a major agenda in what they do, divine assistance might be withheld to some degree, and perhaps to a large extent. In those cases, the victor might well be the extraterrestrial alliance, and they will see to the recording of history in a way favorable to their intentions and agenda. So the interesting dilemma for you is developing the needed discernment to know the truth of things when you read an account of what has happened that might well be biased and being able to discern when divine truth is in fact coming through or simply the propaganda of the powers that be wanting to manipulate you to accept the status quo, for example or embrace some of their handiwork as a blessing when in fact it might be a quite mixed influence on things and the world would benefit from a more critical and skeptical analysis of what is being reported. It will rarely be easy to know what is based on historical accounts and secondhand information. There are so many sources of error and competing agendas to contend with but it is a given that whoever is in direct control of things will have the greatest influence on what is recorded and then recounted during any particular interval.
1: So, Crater here is affirming what Winston Churchill said, that the victors actually do write history. But it's interesting how creator points out that those that counter that narrative are almost always doing so with divine inspiration and and how lonely a trek it is, actually. You know, you've said before that you found once you got deep into this stuff that it was the tinfoil hat guys that actually had more of the truth, Um, which is kind of a, a thankless job.
2: Well, it's one of the strange ironies of our culture and our world we inhabit that the people who seem to the mainstream to be bizarre Maybe a pest and maybe troubled or unhinged, as they're often labeled, are often the ones seeing the truth more clearly than everyone else. Yeah. They're not just accepting the party line and believing it wholly because they trust the experts, quote unquote, or the authorities, quote unquote, or science, or science, <laughs> quote unquote. And all of it is a human struggle between the light and the darkness, and the darkness is often winning. So there's important truths to be unearthed always about everything. And it's not going to serve you to solely believe the surface perception of things. No, I completely
1: agree. You asked, Creator, there are actually young adults today, especially in the United States, who don't even know when World War II was fought, who fought in it, and how the outcome shaped the world they live in. This seems a twofold problem, the first being the absence of such instruction in today's education curriculums and the incredible lack of curiosity about the past, especially an important one less than a century old on the part of the students
2: themselves. Can Creator comment? All right, and Creator tells us, This is a very important observation because it is a huge red flag showing you something is deeply wrong with this picture. All citizens with a basic native intelligence should have a natural curiosity about where they've come from in the world they inhabit and seek to understand why things are the way they are and what that is based on. Only history can tell them. Otherwise, they will have no mooring and no way to chart progress and make sense of things in any meaningful framework that can have predictive value about what it will mean for their life and its trajectory. So you are pointing the finger at a major liability of the interference of the interlopers in making people highly complacent and to lack curiosity about much of what happens. This complacency leads to a false sense of security because rather than the average citizen being happy and content, they are simply being dumbed down and dimmed down to not react strongly to what they experience going on around them and simply go along with the flow with no questions about whether it makes sense at all or it might be changed for the better. Because of mind control manipulation, these thoughts will not even come up And people will stumble along settling for a mediocre world and not one that is vibrant and exciting and inspiring in myriad ways. Yeah, this is especially troublesome because not only is there mind
1: control manipulation going on that we've known about and talked about in this program and elsewhere, but that mind control manipulation has become so powerful. That it's no longer just a, a subtle thing that's happening behind the scenes. You're being censored now. You're being criticized by people that are surrounding you. You know, if you ask questions that are not correct, you know, you're going to get some real social ostracization. Um, it's becoming a hazardous world in a direct way, and I can see how those that. You know, might have a little deficit in self confidence, we are going to take a back seat and not try to, you know, to push an alternative agenda. Indeed. Be sure to check us out at uh, getwisdom.com, where we have a lot of our own history already, Carl. We have uh, three three plus years now, going on four, I think, of uh, material that has been accumulated. And uh, you can check out it all at the getwisdom.com Get Wisdom Database. Um, you can check it out at getwisdom.com slash db. Getwisdom.com slash db is a quick shortcut. It'll get you there. And I don't know how, it, we, how many questions are we there now, Carl. we passed 5,000 yet?
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah.
1: Wow. And we look at just about every aspect of uh, of reality there is. You know, when coming up with these radio shows even, uh, we, we – we're to find out. You know, what questions have we not asked? What what areas can we probe? So we're always looking for new information, uh, new insights to to help us build our belief quotient, uh, to help us um, see things more clearly, and to solve our problems and to get healing. That's really what it's all about. So check us out, GetWisdom.com. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this.
0: Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts, and set your own course. Host Dealey is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for mindful space to pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. Voice America Empowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at com That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now back to this week's program. Back to the second segment of this week's of Wisdom, we are looking at uh, creators' revelations,
1: expectations, uh, perspectives on learning history and how important it is. And uh, there's, you know, we all think that there's a lot to be learned from history, but uh, you got to actually step forward and take make the effort, Carl.
2: Yes, and we're hearing, unfortunately, that the written accounts, what's in the so-called history books, may or may not be accurate. And there's more to do in terms of diligence and cultivating inner wisdom and an inner connection, ideally with the divine, so you're intuitively able to see, just by feel, what might be true and what might not be. That's a yeah. valuable skill to have. Absolutely. You ask, Creator, in spite of the
1: confusion and jumbled and contradictory narratives about our past— It seems one of the more revelatory means to witness the presence and influence of the divine, and also to help in building one's belief quotient, would indeed be the study of history. In surveying the history of warfare in particular, the presence of divine intervention can be found in lopsided contests where the disadvantaged party wins a shocking and almost inexplicable victory in in a short time frame and with a minimum of death and destruction to both sides. The Battle of Midway in World War II is one such example that comes to mind. We don't have time to go into any details about the Battle of Midway. If you're not familiar with it, there's a couple of really good movies you could check out just as a sidebar. What is Creator's perspective on this observation?
2: All right, and these are Creator's words. The Battle of Midway is a good example of divinity in action, supporting those who were more the defenders than the aggressors with respect to the onset of the war and its purpose. We were looking at the big picture and seeing the ultimate aim being the annihilation of humanity. And in that respect, those who were defending their nations, who only wanted a return to the status quo and not to conquer other nations, were on the better side of history in the making, should that dire agenda be thwarted. So we were instrumental in many ways at many times during the course of World War II to help stay the influence of the interlopers and give a fighting chance to those resisting them who did, in fact, want a better world and a world of peace. And certainly the continuation of humanity in a live and and let live mode of being rather than conquest for its own sake. That is a narrow perspective that aligns all too readily with evil intent and can be used as a club to bludgeon and vanquish the innocent, who may lack the resolve and the wherewithal to stand up to the force of the darkness in carrying out evil suppression of its victims. Keep in mind, the darkest aspects were not on the minds of the actual combatants, who are all human beings wanting to serve their nations and entitled to do so in terms of the ethics. But when pressed into military duty, there may well be karmic consequences, little appreciated that will come back to haunt the combatants, even when fighting for a just cause. So in the widest perspective, all taking part in a war are engaging in a kind of folly at least on one level, because the killing of other beings is non-divine. So in the case of a world war where the ultimate agenda is total conquest and subjugation, leading to the eventual annihilation of all humans everywhere, the combatants are simply minions being duped, to pledge their loyalty to a cause that is more an assumption than a reality because there is a deeper and darker level of orchestration using them for darker purposes. So they are taking part in a corruption that will taint their personal history and karmic future consequences. Many times one side or the other is engaging in war for defensive reasons that represent a moral imperative in not surrendering to evil but defending liberty and freedom for themselves and others. And this represents the lesser of evils. There may still be a karmic consequence from taking the lives of others, but it will certainly be a mitigating factor if they are divinely inspired to oppose their foe in order to prevent a mass genocide. So we certainly learned that killing is not divine,
1: but creator clearly is not 100% pacifist either because if there is annihilation on the table um, if there's a mass genocide that needs to be prevented then it may be the divine thing to try to stop it you know so but there are consequences, there's prices to be paid there's karma that's going to attenuate that Um, but if you're in divine alignment that means you may also have access to healing you know because that is something that those who partner with the divine have some access to,
2: especially in this project, Carl. Indeed. And in speaking about the uncertainties of history as recorded by human beings, we were asking about the situation with students who don't even know there was a World War II. (laughs) And, and, And yet we're talking about a reality of the purpose of World War II almost no one knows about who isn't right. involved with Get Wisdom. Yes. That it was yeah. much darker and could have been much more horrific. And that's a rather important thing to know about in order to understand the world, I think. Because yes. it may well come around again. Yeah. And anybody who's a student of World War II
1: sees, I think, a lot of turning points where things could have gone a lot worse. And, and some of those turning points were downright miraculous. I mean, really, they were just so inexplicable and, and, and unexpected. You know. And the Battle of Midway is one. Again, I encourage people. There was a recent movie out just, I think, in the last year, last year and a half, a remake of the Battle of Midway. Yes. Very good movie. Uh, even if you're not into war movies, it's a good movie because it shows you how improbable the victory was. And it met all the check marks. It was fast. It was it reduced the number of casualties on both sides. And, um, and it was conclusive. So divine, the divine definitely does intervene in these conflicts because of the stakes involved. You know, and we're going to look at a little more of that now. In contrast to the Battle of Midway, can creator comment on the turning point that was the Battle of Stalingrad in World War II? Unlike Midway, which was decided in less than a week, Stalingrad was a brutal bloodbath that ground on for months in the most horrific of conditions, both natural and man-made. Russian soldiers in particular feared their own leadership as much as the enemy in many cases. Stalin's, Stalingrad was called a moonscape, bombed into oblivion and utterly unrecognizable. Where was the divine in this contest? And what contrast would Crater make between the Battle of Midway and the Battle of Stalingrad?
2: right, and this is what Creator tells us. We always view human folly as unfortunate and work to limit the consequences as much as we are able. There are limits to what we can do, given that we must honor human free will choices, whether positive or negative, good or bad, from a moral perspective. This is because of the rules of engagement you have been given, the task of governing your world and taking responsibility for all that happens. Things will go better when you ask for our support and involvement in partnership because we are more able to inspire and coach you and render support, healing and protection in the bargain for you to be more resilient and more successful, even at times of war should that develop. So we are involved on a personal and global level according to the energies we have to work with provided by human intention for divine assistance, if that is genuine based on belief in the divine and not too greatly countermanded by lack of belief in the worthiness of the requester, which must also be present to enable us to intervene on their behalf. In the case of this battle in question, this was part of the same overarching contest between good and evil, world conquest and domination on the one hand, versus freedom and liberty on the other, for people to live as they chose and express and act on their own desires and choices, and not be controlled and governed by a dictatorship increasingly intent on carrying out evil aims. The fact we could discern whether there was a greater or lesser evil On the part of one or the other side was not the deciding factor in terms of the intensity and duration of the ongoing combat and its outcome. It is almost always the case that our ability to weigh in and benefit any human being or group of human beings will depend on the level of intention they mount to request divine assistance And then the other obstacles to our involvement, one of which is the level of intention brought to bear by the opposition. After all, even if humans are being duped to carry out evil intentions that are inimical to their own interests, their free will choices to do so must be honored by us through the rules of engagement, at least up to a point. That is what makes things quite difficult for all involved, whether divine or human. The end result being that human folly can grow to enormous proportions and exact a huge toll in suffering before the divine can finally help win the day to call a halt to the carnage and move things towards a more positive series of developments. So what you were seeing was really, in effect, a larger theater of war playing out, and the intensity of much larger numbers of humans acting in opposition to one another, and the underlying manipulations influencing their actions. But this was part of the same overall contest between good and evil. It is not guaranteed that good will always win.
1: You know, that really, is what
2: is being decided in your world right now with the way things are going.
1: So I think creator is making a, a very important point here. Um, the thing about the Battle of Midway was that it was basically a sneak attack and it was countered by a lack of intelligence and not knowing the strength of the Americans and where they were. So there was a lot of misinformation, a lot of secrecy, a lot of uh, things that were hidden in the Battle of Midway and that that creates an opening for the divine to intervene much easier. Whereas the Battle of Stalingrad, Germany was fully focused on that battle and sent everything in. They weren't hiding anything. They sent, they sent everything in there, you know. And uh, there wasn't anything stealthy about it. And on the other side, the Russians, well, they've been in communism now for a good 20 years or so, an attack on the church in that regard. Probably a lot more atheism than it had been in the past. So there might not have been as many Russians lofting divine requests for protection as it might have been the case otherwise. So there's a lot of mitigating factors that Creator points out here, and they're all very important to consider.
2: Well, and this is the interesting thing about this discussion, one of many, that God can only do what we are requesting, and to the extent and power of the requests, we can marshal. Individually and collectively. And we only have so much spiritual standing as an individual. And so we can do more when we come together as a group. But look at all that's going on in the world and has over and over in the past to divide us and yes. get us warring with one another. So Absolutely. right away, you you split the world in half with something like this, like a world war. So this, this depletes the value of human intention because a lot of it is locked up with a kind of arm wrestling where yeah. nobody can win for quite a long while. Well, it's divide and conquer, right? Yes, <laughs> divide and conquer.
1: u.s creator, one of the most enigmatic events in modern world history is the Battle of Waterloo. Some regard Napoleon Bonaparte as just another Hitler, while others view him as a failed George Washington. Was Napoleon's defeat at Waterloo a divine setback or a divine
2: victory? Right, and Creator tells us the following. Here, you are finally getting to the core of the problem. The most instructive lesson from this historical event is the fact that it is so murky and uncertain as to who won and who lost in a larger sense. So here we would say the folly is in thinking there must be winners and losers to begin with. When all who engage in war are losers, because they will all be individually and collectively losing ground in their spiritual progress and will have a large penalty brought by the law of karma to reckon with, and this will be a detriment to their forward progress. At a minimum, this discussion should help those in today's world better look with a jaundiced eye at their leaders proposing a military campaign of any kind, anywhere, for any reason. If you look at war as always being engineered, orchestrated, and managed, by interlopers using you as cannon fodder to carry out their dark aims. You will be better equipped to sort out the true agendas at work in any decision involving military engagements. And that is worth working towards and would be the best lesson to take away from these historical events. Yeah, as this-
1: the battle of waterloo is one of the most studied and controversial battles i think in history for the most part i mean you can find people arguing back and forth on that more than just about any other historical event because it is exactly that it's murky but i think a really critical point that creator makes here is the fact that you know there's napoleon was an anti-monarchist and the monarchies were who were opposed to napoleon but the monarchies were in recession they were they were losing power without Napoleon. They were, they were, you know, freedom and and uh, more democracy was on their rise around Europe and around the world at that time point in time, and the monarchies were losing ground. And so Greater's making the point here that it's murky about who won the big contest, because even though the monarchies beat Napoleon, they still lost out in terms of their their power over the time period. And so this whole thing wasn't necessary. <laughs> it's probably what Greater is saying, and I think I have to agree with him
2: well we don't have to look too far back in history from our current vantage point in America to think about the wars America's been involved in and to what extent they were worth it yeah I don't I don't have to name names point fingers but those who know history understand this and and it, it's a national kind of recognition that has occurred that things like the Vietnam War, for example, are regrettable. Right. Yep. You know, and we've yet to kind of fully recover from the war in Afghanistan after 20 years. But that's being highly questioned now by people across the spectrum of political leanings and and so on. So what creators saying here, the origin of war is always deeper than you know, and it's sinister. Yes. We need to learn that lesson so we don't just follow in lockstep without thinking it through. Absolutely. We'll be back with more Get Wisdom right after this.
0: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa,
2: play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn
1: Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment.
0: Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final
1: segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are taking a critical look at uh, what Creator thinks about learning history. And we've learned that Creator thinks learning history is important. But, you know, it probably would not be um, a complete portrayal of what we're dealing with without looking at the reality of history itself. And to some extent, time travel, And we've asked the question, can history be altered? You know, can you change history? Can you go in the back, back in the past and change things? And so a survey of history would not be complete without looking at that to some extent, Carl.
2: Well, it opens up a lot of interesting discussion and possibilities, more than one would think. Well, we're going to look at one right now. We have learned that time travel can indeed
1: alter history. And the Mandela effect is one of the more visible ways this can occur, with some older generations remembering Nelson Mandela dying in prison, while today, of course, we know he eventually was released and went on to become the president of South Africa. There is a saying that the past is prologue, yet we further learn it is hardly etched in stone. Can create a comment. And I want to mention that I'm one of those persons, Carl, that vaguely remembers hearing that Nelson Mandela had died years and years ago so i have that kind of disconnect myself actually
2: well it, it this happens more than people realize and sometimes it's all dismissed as a conspiracy theory that you must have heard and yeah. uh, uh, but th- there is a uh, an overlapping of realities at times because things are happening in the past to change events. And then it loops back into the present moment and has been changed along the way. So th- this is really complicated to get your head around, but we, we need to discuss it. So this is what Creator says about this issue. Time travel is not only possible, but it is engaged in frequently by the interlopers who use their advanced technology to gain the upper hand in seeing what takes place in the future and then modifying the present accordingly to optimize their strategy and more greatly increase the likelihood they will prevail in the way they manipulate you and in achieving their desired outcome. The divine can do so at will and we will use this to advantage routinely in carrying out healing. And that is the story with Mandela who was saved from death by going into the past and altering the events originally causing him to perish and thus creating two overlapping timelines with, awarenesses, with awareness of some individuals that he had died and the majority not having experienced that and in fact witnessing his continued presence. That is but a single example of the many, many instances when things have been undone to right a wrong, to save a person from suffering or death in answer to prayers. It is commonly the case that people are benefited from retrocausal healing, returning to the past to begin to undo something that in the present needs healing and is an acute issue of great concern. This is yet another demonstration that the universe is much more complex and elegant in its makeup and the way it operates then could conceivably arise randomly from things bumping into one another and giving rise to order and meaning in such complex and amazing ways. Your destiny is to have a hands-on command of such things personally if you overcome the obstacles in your way in the current contest with the interlopers that is ongoing. You are being helped from the future as we speak as you are also being influenced from the past in a variety of ways through the looping of time that is a part of the makeup of things. Time is an energy and a conveyance of energy because nothing is static. Things are always in motion. So time is simply another type of energetic manifestation that can be influenced by consciousness To change not only what will happen, but things far in the future seemingly in advance and in the past long after they have been decided. It is possible to redo things and change the inevitability that is part of the current future projection. This is something you will enjoy and benefit from at your own doing more and more. It is part of the healing work being promoted here because it is, in fact, the key to what the divine can do in partnership with you to change things for the better. You know, a question that comes to mind is that if changing the
1: past is such an effective means of righting wrongs and healing, you know, trauma, why doesn't more of it happen? And I think that creator supplies an answer here, you know, that, that can be done, but only up to a point because you don't want to create such a disconnect from people's perception of reality that, that it causes them to lose focus or begin to really question everything involved. And the interlopers don't want that either. So that probably keeps them away from changing the past to a uh, too great of an extent for the same reason. So I think both creator and even the interlopers are hesitant to change the past radically,
2: because it would be too disruptive in the present. Yes, well, it's a delicate business. But I yeah. can tell you, I've witnessed many examples of retrocausal healing through the healing work that I do for Get Wisdom in the clients we serve. And, it, and it's always a kind of miracle because it is so unusual and unexpected when it happens, but it is real, I assure you, it is real. This is how those miracles happen, like tumor regression. Yeah. When a tumor dissolves overnight, that's because the divine went into the past and uncreated it. Right. And then it disappears in the present because yes. of a change that catches up to the current time. So this, this is, um, you know, difficult to accept and believe. But why not? A miracle is a miracle. <laughs> well, the, ex- the explanation I think about why we don't see more
1: of it is because there's a mandate that Creator has that we they cannot create miracles that will force the non-believers to change and and start yes. believing by force, by force of an event. You know, so a miracle can't be so huge that people will have to believe it or go insane as an alternative i mean so so there is a limit to what creator is going to do because there's a free will mandate and one of those free will man one of those free will effects is that people can choose to believe that there is
2: no divine so if okay, creator well, were acting in a way let's let's talk about that healing now yeah,
1: exactly you ask creator can creator share how prayer work and the light worker healing protocol can change the entire history of mankind and even the universe both the future
2: and the past and creator tells us the way the universe is constructed and operates is that everything is taking place simultaneously in the now. This includes parallel, lifetime, or parallel timelines that are overlapping and, in a sense, adjacent in that they can interact with one another through a kind of crosstalk that is actually a looping of time so that the energies of what is taking place can influence parallel time domains and vice versa. Within that interplay of consciousness and its energetics, you will put a stamp on things. This you see in your own life and its course and your influence on those around you. When you use the Empowered Prayer, we are teaching you through the channelings and the Get Wisdom Enterprise, You are invoking divine oversight and participation in all that happens on every level of existence. That is our range and our purview. So even though you might be influenced by conventional wisdom that prayer is highly uncertain at best and mostly modest or ineffective in bringing relief or betterment, we can tell you we have a completely different perspective because we are the force acting in response to human requests for assistance, so we know exactly what we do and what it accomplishes or might be prevented from happening because we cannot violate a rule of engagement to fully implement a benefit on someone's behalf. There are many complications in how we answer, but we will often intercede in profound ways, but not necessarily in the most direct and obvious way. Our reply might be acting slowly behind the scenes and will only become apparent after a considerable interval, at which time a change for the better in a person's life might not even be appreciated that it started long ago with a prayer. To have a more profound impact on things for the better, much healing is needed, and the best results in in interacting with the divine will be from employing the Lightworker Healing Protocol. Because it is the premier tool for righting the wrongs of history, for helping you overcome any adversity and its disadvantage, whether caused by you or others. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is a comprehensive process for addressing every potential source of negativity. And we have the latitude because it is requested by the protocol itself to utilize the advanced ways we carry out healing whether to prevent victimization by a perpetrator or to heal the consequences of victimization. And in the bargain, the perpetrator will be a high priority focus of healing because they are often the source of the problem to begin with. And nothing will be permanent or likely to heal in full until the perpetrators causing the mayhem are raised up and restored. We accomplish greater protection, wider healing, and much preventive care through going across timelines to nip things in the bud. To undo the negativity occurring in other timelines you think of as past lives, but maybe a future life whose negative experiences might be echoing in your current life because it is connected to you and your soul and will be felt inevitably and be an influence, either positive or negative. The Lightworker Healing Protocol empowers us to move within any timeline and make changes for the better. This is why the majority of physical illness has its origins in other lifetimes and not the current life. There is a huge backlog of unhealed karmic trauma that all are facing and this is a high priority need for the betterment of humanity to take place. The highest priority is to heal your perpetrators so this madness will end. If the interlopers withdraw, you will have time to heal from all of the travesties that have taken place and impaired you and your future. There are wonders beyond your imagining you will be a part of if you can solve the problem of evil using these two two healing tools, prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol. This is what you were born to do. You incarnated to be involved in this mission, and you are hearing the call to action to bring you into alignment with your life purpose. If you have the ears to hear and the heart to understand, you will not turn away but embrace the opportunity before you to say yes to what we offer through Get Wisdom. To join all those who are working for the light in ways that can truly help and work to make a difference. If you do, you will be one of the heroes who saved the day and take a place in history more lofty than you can now imagine. So
1: we've learned in this episode that history really is important because we ironically, Carl, can change it with the assistance of creator or via creator, but via our requests. So changing history, you gotta know history to change it, I think to some extent, but you certainly have to know that it can be changed and that we can have a better future as a result. That's really what this is all about.
2: Exactly. And we are creating our future simultaneously with the current moment, always. There is a future projection we are making happen. And it is out there in another timeline but it's based on everything that we do or don't do right now. Yes. And that is making more and more impetus for what's going on now to keep going. Yeah, that's why need, change is the key. and we need
1: we need more and more people to help us make that change. We need more people to learn effective ways to prayer, and we need more people to learn the light worker healing protocol that you can learn more about at getwisdom.com slash LHP, getwisdom.com slash LHP. That's all the time we have for this week's Get Wisdom. Thanks, everybody. Take care and be well.
0: Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week.